Hello, hello. Welcome to Your Home by Design, the podcast where we talk all about our homes and how they affect our health and well-being. Some episodes we delve deep into the research and some we just chat. I'm Nico, an interior designer and researcher passionate about bringing forward the findings so that you can improve your lifestyle and well-being. Grateful to have you. Let's do this. Welcome to today's podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about having overnight guests and the effects it has on not just your home, but your life. What happens before they arrive, while they're there, and after they leave. We'll go over a crucial list of must-dos when having overnight guests, from planning ahead to wrapping it up. If you're someone who regularly has or is going to have overnight guests, well, it's quite an ordeal, and this episode is for you. So, if you like to entertain and you find that you often have overnight guests, you know, you have friends or family that, uh, you know, maybe live out of town that come and stay with you and they come and stay for several nights. Well, I like to break it down into two categories, minor guests and major guests. And the reason I do this is I think it's important to know how it could impact your day-to-day living while they're there. And the reason I think it's important is for a sense of control while you're sharing your spaces. If we have a grasp and an understanding of how it impacts us and potentially play out, then it will be much more enjoyable. So if you're someone who struggles with, say, anxiety around routine disruption, or if you're particular about your stuff, then it allows you to recognize this and come up with a plan on how you're going to deal with it when things arise. So for myself, I can be somewhat particular. So if you're a guest in my home, you will probably see me straighten out your shoes at the front door on the regular. (laughs) So A minor house guest might stay for, say, one to two nights. Perhaps it's a stopover on their way to somewhere else or just a quick visit, whereas a major guest would stay from two to five nights. And it could be part of their holiday or they're just coming to spend time with you. But I think anything beyond a week is more of an extreme guest, which we won't get into today. But now, when I say minor and major, I'm not saying it in a negative way per se. But by using these terms, you can identify on what scale they can potentially disrupt your home and your life. Before we get into this, I want you to know that I personally am a huge proponent of house guests. I think it's amazing to be able to host overnight guests and to do it well. And I know that when we get clear on how to do this to suit our lifestyle and our personalities. Um, It can significantly improve our overall happiness and it can absolutely enrich our life. You know, studies suggest that social interactions can actually reduce stress and improve our overall well-being. Um, It can also increase immunity so you can fight off certain diseases better And it can reduce the risk of depression. Um, It can also improve brain health and slow cognitive decline as we age. So there are certainly some, some key benefits to this. But even with all these benefits, let's be real, it doesn't come without upheaval. 
it can be hard, you know, it can be challenging when you have your usual routines that can go by the wayside if you're not careful. You know, it can be disruptive and it can leave you feeling even a bit resentful, but it doesn't have to. Having guests can be one of the hardest or it can be one of the most fulfilling things. But the key to enjoyment and getting the benefits is you have to do a few things. You have to prepare, plan, and execute. So after having many house guests myself over the years, I completely understand why when you stay at a hotel, they have a maid come every day. Every day, as long as that little sign isn't on the door, the maid comes. They change the towels and empty the bins. They make the bed, wipe down all the surfaces. They clear dirty dishes away. They launder your clothes, restock the mini fridge, which is amazing, and leave a lovely something on your pillow. And it's to keep the experience going, isn't it? It's to keep that special something going and for you to walk into your room feeling like it's all been taken care of. Isn't that the feeling you want your guests to have? To be taken care of, for it to feel easy, to not feel like a burden. So when you host overnight guests, it should be the same. It should have that same level of care and attention so that you can enjoy it and so that you can set it up to how you want the experience to be, not only for your guests, but for yourself. So for me, I like my house to resemble what it looks like when I don't have guests. Like I want it to feel clean and somewhat clutter-free. You know, and if you have minor house guests, it's a little less amount of work because it's for a shorter amount of time. But here is five things I'm going to share that you need to do to become a pro at hosting minor and major house guests and not only doing it well, but really enjoying it. Okay. So number one, you should make a list of all your pain points. Like, Just take a moment, whether you're journaling it or just writing it somewhere, just get it out. When you have guests, what bugs you or what might bug you? You know, if you haven't had guests yet, think about the things that might irk you, you know, and set some boundaries or just get familiar with those boundaries. Like how many nights does it take before you get aggravated? Maybe for you, by the fourth night, you're ready to have your home back. And if that's the case, how is everyone else in the house? Like if you have kids, how many nights can they handle? You know, their routine is going to go to the wayside. So you'll, you'll know if they can't even verbalize like, well, I think I only want two nights. Then, you know, you've probably been able to pick up on when they reach their, their capacity and they need their space back, you know, or your partner, you know, have a chat so everyone can weigh in. And this should be a group decision because it impacts everyone. So set how many nights works for your family and just stick to it. And other boundaries could be your house rules, like no jumping on your furniture or shoes off in the house. You know, if you have a shared bathroom with your guests, is there a designated spot for their towel or their toothbrush? Or would it bother you if you walked in and their towel was on your hook? You know, remember your boundaries. They may be different than others and they may be different from your guests. So don't assume they will just know without knowing. Okay, so number two, you should do a thorough cleaning before they arrive. Like if you can and if you have time, 
this just sets the tone and sets the expectations for how you like your home to be kept. That being said, if you're someone who doesn't generally worry about having a clean home, it's best to assume your guests might. So if your sheets haven't been washed, well, that's one way to stop your guests from coming back. And if you care to make your guests feel welcome and you want to feel prepared, then do a thorough cleaning. It's in the bud- If it's in the budget, um, have a cleaner come through or do the first clean and have the cleaner come through when they leave. Um, you know, save, save that special thing for yourself. Like, okay, my house is empty. I'm now hiring somebody to clean it and, and get it back to sparkling or whatever. Number three, meal planning, grocery shopping. Okay. The last thing anyone wants to be doing is spending the whole time in the kitchen or taking a million trips to the grocery store. So plan ahead, put together a meal plan for each day your guests are with you. I personally like to do it for the day before and the day after they leave just so that I have a plan and I don't have to worry about food right before they arrive or right after. Um, It just makes like just that transition uh, much easier. So yeah, scribble it down, type it out, however you do it, just do it. Meal planning and grocery shopping ahead of time is key. It removes the guesswork and makes it all easier and much more enjoyable. Not to mention, you'll know how much it's going to cost. And I think that's a big, it can be a big surprise. Um, And where you can ask your guests for help with meal prep. You know, if you want your guests to get in there and help you, then you have to delegate. Because we all know that if they don't help, they will absolutely be standing over you, distracting you in the kitchen. You know, that's just what what we do. We gather in and around food. And I mean, it is amazing. And the kitchen is often the hub. So whether you like it or not, they will gather there. And a lot of people just love spending time preparing food in the kitchen. You know, I love prepping with dinner guests. You know, the music is on, the wine is poured. But if you're not good at delegating on the fly, then make sure your meal plan includes who can do what and the times things need to be done. So personally, for large meals like Thanksgiving, I have a detailed timesheet so I can enjoy the day and not stress about what time things need to happen, especially if I get distracted chatting, which does happen. Or if someone starts sharing their tried and tested cooking methods, which I do love hearing about, but I just can't, I can't really do anything about it on the day of. So I usually kindly just say, oh, thank you. Like, you know, I, thanks for sharing that. I'm excited to try that next year. And I get back to my trusted timesheet. So yes, timesheets can help depending on the size of the meal and how you need to manage your stress. There's always the option to make some things ahead of time too. So if you're making a dish for your immediate family leading up to your guests arriving, then make double the amount and freeze it. You know, anything just to alleviate some of that that pressure while while they're there. And also you can order in. Like ordering in one night is also, it's just a great way to give yourself a break um, and for your guests to just not have to worry So, you know, if you feel comfortable, ask your guests to cook one night too. That's an option. So moving on to number four, get their space ready. You should have a designated spot for your guests, okay? Preferably a bedroom. 
If your guests are staying in a room that you typically use when they're not there, then make sure to remove some of the clutter, okay? Have a spot in the closet or a few drawers that are just for them and make sure to let them know where they can put their things because, you know, if you have an empty drawer but you haven't told them that they can use that drawer, they they won't even know about it. And of course, it's best to avoid going in and out of their room because when they're there, they do feel like that's their little space, right? And last thing I'll say on this is make sure those sheets are freshly washed and think about how to add something special like flowers in a vase or aromatherapy sachets in the drawers. Just find some little way to make it feel more special, whether that's just the freshly washed sheets and the scent of of a laundry detergent or aromatherapy, um, it just adds that little special something. So number five, have a list of things to do. Okay, like is there a walk you can do around town or a gallery to go check out? You know, even a pub, could you grab lunch in a special little spot or go on an excursion? You know, it's, it's good to have an idea on what to do if your guest doesn't know the area or doesn't have anything in particular that they want to do. Plus, it is a great way for you to be a tourist in your own backyard. We don't often get the opportunity to do that. So having guests and planning those things is a great, great time to do. Number six, okay, plan how to get your home back after they leave. So schedule a time for you to clean your home or get that cleaner in, as I mentioned. In the past, before our guests arrived, I've cleaned our home from top to bottom. And then three days later, after they leave, it needs it again. And I didn't have a plan or the time to clean and I just left it because I was busy trying to get our routines back and everything else. So my focus was elsewhere and it just doesn't feel good. Remember, the home gets used more when you have guests. So there will be more foot traffic, more movement, more towels, more bedding, more of everything. I think this is one of the most important because it recognizes what you need to take care of yourself. And having a clean home is an important part of that. So I leave you with this today. Here are three quotes on having house guests. The first one is by Benjamin Franklin, and he wrote, guests like fish begin to smell after three days. (laughs) The next one is, may all who come as guests leave as friends. And the last one is, it's not what we have in life, but who we have in our life that matters. Thank you for joining. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. You can leave us up to a five-star review. Please also, if you're not already following me on social media, I'm Nico underscore Smetello. That's N-I-C-O underscore S-M-U-T-Y-L-O. You can also follow Your Paro. And don't forget to head over to our website to grab some free resources and learn about our upcoming mini-series, Unlocking the Power of Home to Bring Health and Happiness.